<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hello everyone, welcome to the Young Money Podcast. My name is Diana Menezes. And I'm Vince Galanco from WhenInManila.com. And yeah, this is the Young Money Podcast where we talk to the young at heart <laughs> and the young about their career yes. choices, about those amazing choices they made in life that got them to where they are. And a lot of times we like talking to people with unique jobs, jobs you don't usually learn in school, especially the job mm. today where, well, I don't know today with the youth today, but when I was younger, whenever I play games, my parents would scold me for playing too much because it's a waste of mm. time. But now you earn so much from playing games. So much. I know. I can see that. And I want to learn about that. I, I, I can't I wait. Man, I cannot even Man. fathom how these... But I love it. Yes, exactly. Because it, it, it's, it's a passion of some people. And actually, there, there are studies that show that gaming is actually good because it, it, it keeps your mind active. It, it, it your brain's gets you... working while you're playing, yeah. At the same time, it's actually, in a way, it's also a social thing where you get to interact with people. Yeah. Might not be the same exactly as going out to the bar or club with friends, mm, but mm. you are interacting with people. A lot, a lot of times, it can be friends, but a lot yeah. of times, you're also just interacting with new people, which, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to do, especially with the pandemic or nowadays. It's just, other than school, it's kind of hard to meet people, school and work. True, true, true. And, and I think, like, playing games, I think it's different from just, like, having a video call or a new normal that they call because the games have been around for such a long time and people because of the pandemic i think they just realized how big the industry is because they really couldn't do social stuff so now they're like what but everybody's like wow we can be millionaires in here <laughs> exactly Literally. so <laughs> so that's why i'm so excited for our guest today our guest is the co-founder and the CEO of Tier One Gaming, they are one of the, if not the biggest gaming, I, I don't know exactly what to call it, but they sort of um, manage gamers amongst uh -huh. other things, I including one of the biggest gamers here who is his co-founder, Elodia. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm very excited. Let's invite on Trike Gutierrez, who is mm. again the CEO and co-founder of Tier One Gaming. Very excited to have him on. Let's get him on here. Uh, Hi, thank you for having me. Try, Hello. thank you so much. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, I guess. <laughs> I know you're super busy because I know gamers are playing every second of the day. So thank you for taking time out to join us today. For sure, for sure. Yeah, hello, and um, thanks for having me again. Uh, so, so Try, maybe you could tell me, uh, well, me, Diana, and the listeners a little bit more about yourself, what exactly you do. I gave a very brief intro, but maybe you could tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more. Yeah, so uh, hello, I'm Trike Gutierrez, the CEO and co-founder of Tier 1 Entertainment. Currently, we have 120 people working in the company. Uh, we call ourselves, yeah, we call ourselves entertainment, an entertainment company in gaming and esports because before we just, we just used to be a talent management, but currently we're also producing media properties. We also have an esports team. So there's not exactly an a perfect label for it yet. So that's why we call it, you know, entertainment and gaming and esports. So basically for tier one, we're also operational in five countries right now. We are wow. in Malaysia, Myanmar, Vietnam, and Japan. We're going into Indonesia soon. So yeah, I mean, that's what I do. And that takes up most of my time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. 
over a hundred employees are those? Th does that include the gamer talents or no? Or no, not just, even. Not, not even. even. So, yeah, those wow. are all just the back end people. Like for the talents, we have a thousand right now. Wow. I did not know it's grown amazing. that big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did this all come it. about? Can you can you give us a little backstory on this? For me, I personally started playing games since I was really young, but the passion really came to me when I started playing professional open and close parenthesis um Dota 1 back in college. I was in um the LaSalle University during that time and I was mostly playing, you know, Dota 1 across computer cafes, like in in multiple computer cafes across LaSalle. So from there, I realized that this is something that I wanted to do for a long time, but I couldn't really play professionally because, you know, being professional, being a professional player back then was just being able to join a tournament in a mall once a year. That was it, right? But yeah. like today in 2021, there are multi-million dollars in prize pools. When you say you are a professional player, you're already working full-time, you have a salary, you have a place that you're staying in, and you have a, a, a place called the boot camp, which a uh, place boot where you camp. train in. But basically, yeah, I my career started out back in 2010 where I worked for a computer cafe company that did a lot of gaming events. From 2010 to 2011, I used to work for um, MSI Philippines, which uh, I was a marketing officer for. And then from 2011 to 2016, I organized events for gaming. I started out in computer cafes, then eventually uh, malls, then convention centers. And then the biggest event that we did, actually with the Lodi already, was uh, at the Mall of Asia Arena called the Manila Major. Wow. So we had 18,000 people full, $3 million in prize pool. We booked 256 rooms in Sofitel. And um, basically from there, we just decided to create something else, which is what Tier 1 Entertainment is now today. Amazing. That is really, Amazing. really cool. Good job. Wow. <laughs> yeah, congrats on all so that. So cool. <laughs> I did not know you guys are that big now. <laughs> it's yeah. so amazing. I mean, we're probably one of the few silver linings of the pandemic in terms of like industries, right? Like a lot, a lot of industries have really went through uh, multiple challenges during the pandemic. But I think with gaming and streaming, this is one of the things that's really rising nowadays. Right, right. Yeah, because everyone was stuck at home, both looking for new <laughs> yes. careers and looking for new ways to entertain themselves. So, yep, yep. so absolutely, yeah. I like that. The silver lining of pandemic, one of the few. I love that. Yeah. Totally Good to hear. Okay. Now, Amazing. how about for if we have people here tuned in who are curious about gaming, who maybe loves games, but never, ever, ever thought that they could ever make a career out of it. <laughs> how, how does that work? Can, can you walk us through like how you earn from gaming? Um, there are multiple ways to earn as a gamer. I think for tier one, what they're trying to pave way for are two career paths. Um, actually, there are a lot, but let's just categorize it into two. The right uh, one is called competitive gaming, which is you need to compete to become the best in the world. So we call the team Blacklist International. And actually, our team right now is competing against the best teams in the world in Singapore. So they're fighting for an $800,000 prize pool for Mobile Legends. So that's wow. the professional space of gaming. And on the other hand, you have your entertainment space, your streaming, right? Like you can be just a casual player or anyone who just wants to stream games for a living. And basically you just need to, you know, have your own setup, play games and stream it on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or whatever um, streaming platform you want to put it out in. Okay. Oh my I'm God, I'm learning. 
So alam mo na yan. <laughs> so let's say there's someone listening right now and they they, they like mm-hmm. playing games. They play a game but they don't know how to start. What are the first steps if they want to be earned from it? Is it they have to invest into a setup? Would that be it? Um I guess my um my advice to them is just to start googling things first, you know, like try to figure out what are the technical requirements that you need? What usually makes a successful streamer, you know, and all of that. And then from there, after you really figure out all the technicalities, you really need to invest on on, on a PC or a, or a cell phone or, or anything that can really help you stream. And then from there, once you start doing it, you need to kind of like figure out if, it's, if this is what you really like. Because it's not as easy, right? Like, I'm sure you guys are doing this podcast, like, not, you're just starting to do this podcast, right? Like, probably this mm-hmm. year. Like talking versus doing a podcast is totally different things. Just like with streaming, like even if you like playing games, when you yeah. start streaming, it becomes different because it's taking up some of your your headspace in a way while you're gaming and trying to focus on the chat while playing games at the same time and making sure that you are entertaining, that there is no dead air. That's that's quite a that's quite an activity to be honest. It takes up a lot of your energy. It takes up a lot of your brain power. So just really try to figure out if that's something that you really like before you really fully go into it because it's not as easy as people think. Right, right. Yeah, it, it isn't actually. I'm sure yeah. Diana can relate because, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, with anything, with hosting, with podcasting, mm-hmm. it, it, it's an extra effort. I like how you say yeah. that. It takes extra mind space. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love so, how you explained it. But but just to somewhat uh, still give direction to our listeners because that's what we kind of want to do. So let's say they... They do decide, like, I want to go into this. They have invested. Is, the, is that it? Once they invest into a camera, a PC, and they decide, okay, I'm, I'm willing to make the effort and do this. Is that it? Can Will Tier 1 sign them now? Uh, I mean, what no, are no. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, Please walk us through that. Uh, let's give concrete yeah. steps. How so, to become so basically, a if you, if you start out, I mean, for, for what, what I can say is, basically, this is still very freelance-based industry, right? Like, you can be a streamer without signing up with Dear One Entertainment. However, mm. probably the reason why they sign up with us is because opportunities really come when you get to work with um, a company like us that has multiple opportunities available for gamers, right? So how it goes is basically mostly you start out as a freelancer. And then if you really want to get into Tier 1 or other agencies out there, there are multiple ways to go about it. You can, you know, just inquire on their pages or go to their websites and sign up and all that. But but for Tier 1 specifically, we have actually created a framework for onboarding. So it starts with um, Amplify Academy, basically a free series of workshops that we provide to, to streamers who want to get in into Amplify, which is our incubator program. So after going through through all of those series of workshops, then they go through an onboarding process. And after that, they go... In, into the Amplify program. So the Amplify program currently has a pool of 800 plus or, or 900 plus streamers across multiple countries. And when you're there, that's when we have the right to give you multiple deals, uh, whether with brands, with platforms, or, or you know other ways to, to earn, basically. And then once you really get to the top, if you are really the best of the best, that's uh, the people we call Tier 1 Talent. So there's only 24 Tier 1 Talents among the 800 plus Amplify partners. Wow. wow. Okay. Can you give me a little bit more info on how they can join as how they qualify for an Amplify talent? Is that just anyone or is there certain criteria you got to, to qualify for that? 
There is so, a certain criteria, but it, it's it's a bit subjective because it depends on the game. Like, um, we couldn't put a hard number on a certain following or whatnot because, like, what if you're playing a game that's uh, less popular than than ML? I mean, with ML, like, if you have a, if you have five hundred thousand followers in ML, that's just regular. But if you're like what? playing a horror game or a or a or a more uh, or a game that has a smaller community, then you know the the metrics becomes different. So mm. the point is, I guess, uh, I think we have uh, really capable um, talent managers and, and an acquisitions team that has the eye for talent and 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 and, and what uh, what is really what has the potential to succeed to succeed in this industry. So I just trust them and our onboarding process to to really filter those out. So there's no hard requirements. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, let me, let me no follow. Go, no, go, go. There are no hard requirements. There are no hard. So pretty much if they're a gamer, if they have somewhat of a following or, or no following at all, just just try to, just apply. Um when you, you go to know. Amplify Academy, you don't need a following. So yeah, okay. you can just go there and just um go through the workshops. But I believe if you're in Amplify, you need to be at least a minimum ten thousand followers. Okay. I'm not sure because it's 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 gotten too big. I don't really know got the, the microset <laughs> anymore. Got it. Amazing. Got it. Go amazing. ahead, Diana. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I was gonna ask Long like about what makes you so qualified so if it's not the following like does it matter because like champion talent talent and management you and so does it matter also like will you tell us and our listeners anything that pwede naman sila parang ano ba oh dapat ganito kayo dapat on time kayo like like all of those requirements that yeah the qualities that it takes for someone to be part of amplified and actually make it big in your company um, I think the most, the most important thing is really having the right values. I mean, professionalism, punctuality, uh-huh. being able to have the right discourse. Um, that's very important because at the end of the day, like there will be a lot of like positive criticisms and a lot of um mm-hmm. talks about how you can improve and what to what to improve and what are the things you still need to learn. That's why, like to us, what really matters the most is just having the right values and and the importance of your why. I mean, why are you doing it? I mean, if it's mm-hmm. just money, it's it's only no. it's only going yeah. to take you um, as far, right? Compared yeah. to those who have better whys, I guess. So, so for us, what matters is number one, the why. Second is um, the the values that you have in terms of work ethic, punctuality, professionalism. Um, you know uh, that plus plus of course the 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 drive to become the best at what you do, because you mm-hmm. don't want to spend the resources or your time and 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 other things to to someone who just wants to be mediocre, right? I mean, mm-hmm. our tagline is to be truly top tier. So of course we want yeah. people who want to get there. So I think those are the initial um things that we look for. But yeah, I mean, no one can ever say that this is the perfect talent, right? Like uh-huh, uh-huh. one can come in with with without with, without any following and whatnot, and then they'll eventually surprise you that they become the next superstar. So, nice. so we don't want to kind of like limit anyone. In terms of like skills and whatnot, it's what what really matters is your your values and your your drive, I guess. Pag sinabing adulting, ano ang naiisip nyo? Bills, bills, bills. <laughs> Dami talaga. <laughs> Ikaw na magde-decide ng ulam mo forever. Oh, napagod ako. <laughs> Heartaches included then. Heartaches. Yeah. Ang lawak na usapen, di ba? Yeah. So, how do we survive it, or how do we thrive? Siyempre, we do it together. 
<laughs> so that's why we came up with a podcast, It's an Adult Thing, so we can navigate adult life together. Catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast because it's, it's an, an adult, adult thing. thing. So with Amplify, is Amplify, you call it Amplify Academy, right? Is, yes, is it yes. sort of a training school as well? Do you guys have classes for the people who get to join and teach them things about the industry and how to improve on what they do? Is that how it is? Yes, yes, yes. It's nice. actually a set of workshops. Basically, there are pers- there are classes about personal branding. Sometimes it's about um, bis- the business of streaming and multiple other things. This is something that we came about um, this year. Actually, some of the professors are even um, not Filipinos. Like some of them are, are, are Malaysians from Tier 1 Malaysia. So basically, like we've really created this curriculum for for front end or you know you know talent uh, talents in gaming because we just wanted them to go through a certain training before getting in into the space because it's so much easier for us to work with people who have who have a certain set of training already, right? I mean, mm. like I said, this is a very freelance driven industry, and we came in here trying to institutionalize these freelancers to understand how to become an institution, right? So for us to get there, we needed to put a framework um, in terms of how what, what are the things they need to have in order for them to be successful in this industry. So outside of you know your values and your and your initial things that I mentioned, of course you need some skill sets too. So, yeah. so those are things you can acquire in, in Amplify Academy and eventually if you become an Amplify talent and you'll just have to learn it through experience. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so there's a different level. There's Amplify Academy yeah. and Amplify Talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now there's Amplify Academy where they go through the workshops and then they go through the Amplified program, right? Yes, yes, yes. And actually and one interesting thing that we have right now is um, called the Gaming House. So um, oh. the Gaming House is more of like a PVP reality show aired in ABS-CBN, which we just produced like three months ago. So because we're receiving like 500 to 1,000 inquiries per month from people who want to become streamers, what we mm. did was we wanted to be able to come up with a reality show that will then accept auditionees who wants to become the next year one talent. So um, we are uh, close to our season finale now. Um, it's actually happening this Sunday, but we're giving away a 500,000 peso contract to the winner. So most wow. of them really came from zero and um, we're really excited to see who will come out as a winner out of the 1,000 plus auditionees of that reality show. Where is this showing? Where can people watch this? I'm in ABS-CBN. Wow. That is awesome stuff, man. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That is one project that we just started out this year, and um, there were a lot of challenges when we started it because we are not technically a media property company yet. When we started it, you know, we just hired people to be able to produce stuff, and and but but overall, like, uh, we're very happy with the output. Um, I think the talents that came in became so much better than what they were when when we started it, and yeah, I mean, overall, I'm just looking forward to see who the winner is. So, how many people nice. were invited into the house from the thousands of people who applied? Only 10. Only 10. Okay. Yeah. And, and can, can you give us an example of some of the challenges? I want to see that. Through? That's so cool. <laughs> so, the first challenge was about skills in games. The next mm. challenge was about vlogging with Team Payaman. We had a challenge about streaming. So we had a challenge about mental fortitude in terms of like bashers coming in and trying to <laughs> rattle them out. There was a challenge about TikTok. Because if you are a content creator in gaming, like you need all those, you need to be 360. And then there was a challenge um, that was uh, photo shoots. We had a photo shoot. Nice. 
That's so amazing. Like, it seems like so it's called the gaming house. It might seem like the gaming it's going house. To be all about gaming. But mm. actually, when you enter into the streaming space, it's not just going to be about gaming. You need to be able to know how to tell stories, how to create content, how to present yourself online, and to be able to really capture uh, the right stories around you. And I think those are the skills we're trying to equip them. And um, let's see how it goes. Wow. What a great job you're doing. Amazing, amazing. Yes. I love that. Wow. The gaming house. I'm going to check that out, Vince. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's our version of the PBB, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Big Brother. Okay. Wow. But that's yeah, bigger, it's though. like a PBB mixed with America's Next Top Model. That's kind I of was like going to say, that's bigger. Because <laughs> that, that has a after effect of major profit for everyone that joined. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah. just like, let's just go there and do nothing. And, you know, be famous. Hindi <laughs> ganon. Like, you're, like you're, learn, you're teaching people something. And, you're, you're no, you're creating. Because I think it's really important, no? Nowadays, we get a lot of people that all of a sudden they become famous and they're not prepared. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to deal with the public. They don't know how to deal with their audience, with the people that don't accept them. And then it becomes a really waste of time, you know, with all the skills that they can actually put out there and inspire other people. But what you're doing is amazing. I'm very excited. Right? I love that. <laughs> I yeah. only found out about this, this gaming house now. Well, that's amazing. I'm going to check that out. So yeah, Detroit, you were saying you have 24 top tier one talents. I'm just curious, uh, how many are from the different countries? Or are, are all 24 from the Philippines? Or um, Some are from other countries too. Um, basically, we have um, three from other countries. One is from Malaysia, one is from Vietnam, and the other one is going is, is based in England but is going to be launched in Japan. So that's uh, those are the three uh, international talents. Actually, you have uh, two more. Sorry, I, I forgot the two. Myanmar streamers. But um, the rest are Filipino. Um, you have um, Team Payaman, Kong TV, Juni Boy, Lodia, of course. You have Ashley Goshing Fiao, Bianca Yao, Ariel Garcia, Regine de los Reyes, Ghost Wrecker. I mean, uh, people might not have heard of uh, them in, in, in the mainstream space, but, but in the gaming space, they are really you know, the most popular ones. And, and that's the thing with gaming is they build their own communities. Yeah. So they have their own little niche communities. So yeah. Yeah, maybe it. in the mainstream they may might not have heard of them, but the people in their community they are the biggest thing. Yeah, but the most popular person I think outside of Alode is really Kong. I mean, Kong has eight million subscribers on YouTube. So oh my god, yeah, that's quite a following. Well, well I'm oh, glad you brought that up. So that's a great question. What amazing. are the best? I I know it's best to be everywhere to have a TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc. But as far as gaming, if if, if there was a new gamer starting. What do you recommend? Where do they stream? Or do um, they stream on multiple platforms? Or yeah, I, I, what do you I would suggest that you stream on Facebook because most gamers are in Facebook right now. And then I think I also would recommend to just start with a game, with one game. Because sometimes when you start out as a variety streamer, the problem is not all gamers are, are happy watching multiple games, right? I mean, if you become a variety streamer, the most important thing that you need to understand is that most fans who follow variety streamers don't follow the games. They follow the person. So if you're not the person who is as established yet, you need to start creating a community around you. And that won't be possible if you're jumping to, to multiple games. So try starting out with uh, in the games that have communities already like CODM, um, Mobile Legends, you have Dota 2, you have League of Legends. Like 
all of these games that are established enough that have communities. And from there, you need to be able to capture a certain number of people and start from there. You say nice. that you want, you recommend Facebook. Is that recommendation for the Philippines? Because I know a lot of Filipinos watch games on Facebook. But if just in case we have someone international listening, should they consider Twitch or YouTube? Or, or you still recommend Facebook no matter where in the world? Um, if you're in Southeast Asia, you should use Facebook because that's Southeast really Asia. the bulk of that's really where the bulk of the, the viewership is. But if you're interna if you're an international person, you should you could be streaming on Twitch or YouTube, I guess. Okay. Nice. What are the biggest earning games from all of these games that you guys play? Professionally, uh, I mean, I mean, competitive-wise, I think it's still Dota 2. I mean, they have $40 million in price pool. That's $2 billion, oh pesos, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so imagine imagine the prize uh, money that's uh, that's there for Dota. So I think that's still the highest-earning professional esport in terms of prize and salary. There are some players who are earning more than 700,000 pesos per month as a salary in that mm. game. I'm not going to name who. Uh, mm -hmm. But basically, yeah, uh, that's uh, probably the highest paying. In terms of streaming, I think it's still uh, Mobile Legends, at least for the Philippines. And the reason why is because um, it has the most viewership. If you look at Mobile Legends streamers out there in Facebook, they get viewership of 10,000 to up to 50,000 on an average. Some have exceeded 350,000 concurrent. So, so, you know, like, it's there is a big community for mobile legends but if there's one thing that you need to understand with gaming and gamers is that mm -hmm. they really smell people who aren't authentic so you need mm -hmm. to be authentic when you when you start you know putting yourself out there because if yeah. not they're gonna smell you from afar and um, they won't like it because these are the communities who were looked down upon you know for multiple years and now that it's becoming big, there is a certain then a lot of people of, want to join. Yeah, yeah, there is a certain level mm. of gatekeeping that's happening in this space. Yeah. But, but you know, that's that's just inevitable. I mean, I feel like that's just normal, and it's just it's just you trying to figure out how to fit in, I guess. Yeah, nice. Another question I have is, I'm sure our listeners will be very interested because I love that you said the fact that it has to be genuine and authentic, like. Mm -hmm. I always think about the things now because I've been here in the Philippines for 15 years and then sometimes I'm doing a certain thing on my artistry and then I move to another one. If it gets boring and it's not authentic or genuine for me anymore, I have to restructure that. So I think it's important also for people that are looking at this and being like, oh, I can make this money, man. No, wait long. <laughs> so how many hours does it take for a gamer to actually be successful like how long do they have to work at and least like 10,000 hours i mean that's the 10, math right? <laughs> hours. yeah wow. because, because 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 you know that's um there's one book about that right like you need to spend 10,000 hours to be really to perfect good something. something yeah yeah uh -huh. yeah yeah so so i think like in in the level where gaming is at right now i don't think it's 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 gotten easier i think oh. there are more people who are getting into gaming it's it's really in the mainstream right now and as it and because of all of that development, I think ten thousand hours is just a minimum, to be honest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ten thousand hours divided by eight, that's like one thousand two hundred and fifty, I think. So that is well over multiple years. I mean, divide by eight, eight hours a day, I mean. So that's over a thousand days. Yeah. Because, 
Because you need to be good at playing games and then you need to be good at communicating. So if you have spent some of those 1,000, uh, 10,000 hours that have already passed, Basically, if you spent that on improving your communication skills or some of it you've spent on gaming already, then that's counted, I guess. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to start at zero, right? <laughs> Maybe you spent it on something that's useful in the streaming space, like hosting or podcasting mm-hmm. or, or maybe acting, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are some actors who, who have gotten in the space and have become successful because they have the skill set to actually prepare themselves to... to To, to this new new work, I guess. Uh, so, so Trike, yes, I, I firmly believe there are no shortcuts. Put in the hours, yeah. you'll get there. But just for our listeners, do you have a few tips and tricks to maybe make it a bit easier to maybe get them a few more followers early on? Uh, do you have any tips and tricks? Um, okay, so here are some of my tips. I, I guess if you're starting, make sure that you have a unique value proposition. There's something that's unique about you versus anybody else in the market, whether you're dancing or putting, uh, or, 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 you know, or, you know, like wearing a certain costume or you're just super good at the game, whatever it is, there has to be a value proposition, right? A unique value proposition, that's one. The second is you need to have good habits. Basically, you need to stream at the same time on a certain day because if you're not as popular yet, then how can you catch a certain show where you don't know when it's going to go out, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to put a certain fixed schedule for yourself at least three times a day. Um, you need to be able to interact and continuously um, communicate um, to the to the few viewers that you have, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you will probably start in two, three, ten. Everybody started like that, right? And what's important is to be able to build a real connection with all of your initial viewers. And from there, that has to kind of like That, that will then bring on more viewers because this is a very community-based work in a way. So taking care of your community is the first step to really succeeding in this space. Um, second is um, build a Facebook group. I think it's very important because that is a place where you can continuously interact with your community. And a lot of um, successful streamers have really grown their Facebook groups outside of their pages because you have your algorithm challenges when it comes to Facebook um, pages, right? But With groups, it's more of like a tight-knit space. And in terms of like notifications, it always comes out when you post anything in a group, especially if they keep themselves notified, right? Like yeah. these are some of the hacks, I guess, that I can suggest. Um, outside of that, you need to be present in other social media platforms. Like if you're ready, if you are, if you have Instagram, if you have TikTok, if you have YouTube, those are always a plus because it helps you get viewership outside of Facebook and then you get to funnel them into your streaming page because it's like a product right like if you want mm-hmm. to market your restaurant you need to be able to find ways to market it but at mm-hmm. the end of the day even if they get to the restaurant the problem is is the food good right yeah. <laughs> so it's really it's really making sure it's it, you need to really make sure that by the time that you're marketing your stream you need to be you need to be ready for that already so one other advice that i can say is that if you're not ready yet don't market it first Start practicing first with like two to five viewers. And then once you feel like you're already good and you're already entertaining, that's the time that you market it. Because, I mean, first impression is still true, you know. If you don't capture them in the first five or ten seconds, then you lose them, right? And when they get to see you again, they'll be like, hey, that's the boring streamer. So, so you know what I mean? Like, just prepare yourself for, uh, for success. And um, I guess that's, that's what I can say. 
there, I'm Coach Laika Maravilla. Whether you're looking for a new opportunity, a new position, or a promotion, I'm here to help you land your dream job. Let me walk you through what you need to do before, during, and after your next job interview in the Get Hired podcast. Listen, learn, and get hired now. Okay. How is the Philippines someone doing in terms of like competitive gaming? Are we like ahead? <laughs> Hopefully. Um, in some games, yes. Uh, I, I believe in Mobile Legends we are um, because mm-hmm. uh, we have the most stable uh, ecosystem outside of Indonesia. I mean, I, I truly believe that esports in terms of its um, competitive space, one of the most important factors is really the competitive environment, right? Like, if you won't be good if you're not playing against good players. So being able to have good competition is in a sense a requirement for a certain country or for a certain um, game to be good. And I think what's good about the Philippines is we have already built ecosystems around ML. We have built ecosystems around Dota 2. We have done it for for, uh, CODM as well. And that's the reason why these are the games that were successful. Nice. Uh, I, I have a question, Trike. This I don't know if this is a bit controversial or not, but what are your thoughts on those that dress too sexily for gaming? Because I I I <laughs> I heard both sides of the you know where where some don't mind and some actually find it very entertaining. But then there's some who say that 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 it's trashy, it's malasua. They're just trying to get views. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, to me, what I can say about that is um, I think everybody has different unique uh, unique value propositions like what i mentioned and if your unique value proposition is that and you think that you're confident in putting that out and it's not against your values then i'm not here to say no to that of course right i mean in this um competitive space that is streaming you need to be able to you know utilize whatever strength you have and if your strength is your is your beauty then i think that's a plus but what but but my advice to those streamers, I guess, is that has to be that has Balanced. to be no 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 that that is it's it's a very hard conversation. <laughs> I feel like I, it's... I guess what I can say is that has to be just one of your many reasons why they watch you. You know, it can't mm. be just the only reason because if that's but the only icing reason, on the cake, diba? Yeah, I guess it can be the icing on the cake, it can be the cake, but at the end of the day, there has to be something more than that, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) There has to be more than cake. You need a main course, not just the dessert. (laughs) Okay. Not naman sexy, but I want to show you guys. I got lost in the terminologies. (laughs) I want to show you guys something, but it's not sexy. It's just a TV show. I mean, one of the shows that I host, it's a game show. I'm not into gaming. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not like looking forward to, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not yet. Kasi hindi ko siya naiintindihan. That's why I have so many questions because I know it's a huge industry and I'm so fascinated by how successful it became. But of course, it's not really my cup of tea right now, but I have to show you something. I think this is from Mobile Legends, right? Oh, wow. I host a show that, yeah, I host a show where um, sometimes I cosplay and then I look for the ones. So I go really for the things that like, Maganda sa mata ko. Ay, gusto ko yan. Yung ganon. So, wala pa ako doon sa mga super um, pro. No, no. Alam mo yung ganon, yung ano nyo, na sobrang galing nyo talagang tsaga nyo. But siguro dahil I do so many other things, no? Hindi ko pa siya naisip. But now, I w- I have a little question lang na medyo off lang to minsan. 
I'm not Enjoy. sure. <laughs> this this like gaming, yeah. The game is that we that you guys are actually doing now and being very successful with. Do they actually incorporate also cryptocurrencies? Not 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 the ones that are popular, yes. Um but actually for instance, um because uh, basically, if you look at the gaming business models, right, it started with game boxes where they were just selling game A and then game B and then game C, right? And then it went into the free-to-play model. So the mm -hmm. free-to-play model is basically you can play the games for free, but the publishers or the game developers earn from the microtransactions that were happening in the game. It's probably like a new skin or a new hair or a new whatever, mm. but that's where they kind of like earn and now we're entering into a new business model that's really developing right now, which is the play-to-earn model. So I'm not sure if you've read uh, about the Axie yeah. Infinity and all of these um, yep. P2E games, but basically it's like you can get to you can you can play a game and then earn Ethereum or earn a certain yeah. coin that you can trade to to a certain crypto um, chain. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm very much into that now. So that's why I asked. And Are also, you know like, what was, uh, really into like I'm just. Yeah, I'm into cryptocurrency. I have a show also about cryptocurrency what I host. So I, and then um, someone really close to my heart, well, my boyfriend who is in America, so into metaverse. So he's con convincing me to go buy the land with him, together with him, make our characters and avatars and stuff. And he's like, I'm getting into it just because of it. But it's very different, of course, from the gaming industry right now. It's not even like comparable, but... Oh my but God, it's coming. I'm fascinated. But it's, coming. it's coming. I'm not sure I'm... if you heard about um, Sandbox or if you heard about like all of these crypto games that are coming in. I think they really are the future of gaming, to be honest. Yeah. Like being able to earn while playing, that's yes. the real, I think that's the real business model for it. Because if you look into streaming right now, it still is in the entertainment realm where you uh -huh. need to kind of like utilize the game in order for it to become entertaining to people. However, mm -hmm. when we're talking about metaverses and play to uh, and play to earn games, it's not about entertainment anymore. It's about grinding, right? It, it, yeah. It's about playing a certain game, farming, and then that that labor is then turned into money, into crypto. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a that's a development that's that's really going to be exciting for the next years to come. And um, so exciting. Um, just uh, just to put it out there, we're entering into crypto next year. Nice. Okay. There you go. Yay! I love that. <laughs> So speaking of crypto and money, Trike, this is the, the main part of the show where we ask you to show me the money. Um, we're curious. Like, um, for our listeners, it's very important. Like, if they want to get into this, like, you know, we kind of want to know how much can someone actually earn in this? Yeah, I go ahead. Please share some numbers. See, uh, I can't say an exact figure, I guess. Uh -huh. But um, what I can say is Alodia was able to buy a lot in Punta Fuego. Kong TV has a has a has a navigator. <laughs> um, I, I guess what I guess if I can ask as a new streamer instead, you, you, mm. of course the, the the top of the top they'll buy you know mansions and cars and whatever. Um, <laughs> in the industry, if you're the top, you you'll you'll get there. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll get all these cool things. But as a as a regular someone who's just starting. I mean, what are the rough numbers that and, and how can they earn? Do they only earn? Is there a salary? Do they earn ad? And I mean, is it direct ad or are there Facebook? Are there like YouTube banners? Well, you um, can earn from stars. You can earn from um, subscription fees. You can earn from sponsorships and advertising. 
And I guess um, person that's starting out won't probably get all those initially. But if you get into the following of, you know, around 500,000 to a million, that's when you get to start earning from 50 to, I don't know, to hundreds I of thousands. I remember you you mentioned someone earns, but you're not going to say the name, 750,000. So yeah, but that's, you, a, that's a pro player though. That's, that's, a pro that's player. high now, right? Okay. That, that's a pro player though. That's the competitive oh, side. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. For the streaming, um, it's, 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 it's pretty good. Like one of our streamers who is, who, who is in the industry for almost, um, who, who is in tier one for almost two years, I believe two years, three years. She's just 20. She has a, she has a, a BRZ. What, what's a BRZ? Sorry. Uh, Subaru BRZ. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so I guess, um, let me, let me, uh, for these new, let's say I'm a new streamer, I got the 500,000 following roughly. Will I get, is it, how do I earn? Would it be a salary or is it, is it more, is it still sort of freelance where it depends on the sponsors that may come actually, in every month? Actually, I think that's where Tier 1 really comes in because um, we have found a way to institutionalize and really make your career more efficient, right? Because if you are a content creator, then content creation is full-time. Right, like being able right. to think of content, like putting, um, uh, like streaming, playing games, all of those are a full-time job. And on top of all that, to be able to put like a merch for your brand, to be able to work on your um, commercial activities such as sponsorships and advertising, to be able to handle your your streaming platforms and all of these other revenue streams that you have, your royalties, right? For instance, like all of these things, um, Tier One manages for the top talents, um, basically. And once we unlock that, that's when the money comes in. Right. So from sponsorships and advertising, you get deals with brands from um, streaming platforms. You get your uh, subscription fees and stars from your YouTube channels. You get your ad rev um, or, or a share of um, Google ads, basically. And um, yeah, I, I think those are the main revenue streams, basically. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> there you go. Well, we're running out of time. We're way past our forty minutes. Well, we're at you're 42. so interesting. I'm yeah, so we have so many more questions. But yeah. yeah, I think uh, Diana has to give her key points right now yeah, and her last I'm, question. I'm like, I, I think I have so many key points. So, um, try every time we have a podcast. I don't know, like I'm a podcast rat. I would say I watch, you know, the nerdiest podcast you can imagine. Like I study neuroscience. It's crazy. It's not like the normal thing that you will see like, oh, the sexy girl on the Instagram thing. So I take notes of everything that you guys, you guests come here and, you know, bless us with information. So basically your summary, it's kind of like challenging to me to make because all of the things that you talked about are amazing and they're interesting and they're all, yeah, like people can just like rewind it all and they, they can hear, they can hear everything that you had to say. So for everyone, kung uh, Kakatotok lang po kayo ngayon dito sa aming podcast, ang Young Money. We're speaking with Trike Gutierrez and of course, he's the co-founder and CEO of Tier 1 Entertainment. And um, well, his company is huge now. And if you guys are interested in become a talent streamer or anything, I think he is and their company is the best for you guys to start. Again, there is a lot that you have to do. It's Southeast Asia known. Um, he actually transitioned to this from 2010 to 2011 and then now 2016. They are like actually having events up to like 18,000 people in MOA. Is, am I right? <laughs> That's amazing, guys. You guys can actually really have a career now in this new normal and all of this. And thank you so much uh, for being here. But I would like to ask you, 
what is your last and final tip for someone who is really, really inspired to be like, he, they, they would love to be one of your streamers or even do the same thing that you're doing for others? Find a way to be good at something first. Um, because sometimes the hard part is you don't know where to start. And mm -hmm. my suggestion is just to start and then eventually develop a skill that no one else has, right? Because that, that is what will separate you from the rest of the competition. Nice. So there you go. Last piece of advice from, uh, <laughs> from the CEO of Tier 1. Well, with that, I guess uh, just let us know now, how can people find you or, or, or Tier 1? Like, Can you give us some of your socials in case they want to connect with you and follow you and see what new things are happening? Yep. Um, so for me, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, Trike uh, Space Gutierrez. I also do podcasts in Spotify with Team Payaman. It's called Payaman Insider. And we also have another one called Weekly GG, which is mostly about esports and gaming. And um, you can follow Tier 1 Entertainment um, on our Facebook page, Tier 1 Entertainment. And um, follow our team, Blacklist International. We're competing for um, the World Championship this coming, this next week. Wow. Next week. Look, nice, nice. I found it. Here, yeah, 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 watching, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll subscribe to you. Amazing, there you go. Trike, I know you are super busy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Really appreciate it. Thank you for all the advice because I know that we have so many want to be gamers out there who don't know how to get into the industry because it's so competitive. So, I'm sure your advice will be very, very timely and useful for them. Thank you again so much. Yep, thank yep. you, Trike. Thank you, appreciate so it. Thank you. So that's it for the Young Money Podcast. My name is Vince from WhenInManila.com. And my name is Diana Menezes. Together <laughs> Thank with you for Chris watching us. Yep, of uh, yes. Tier 1 Entertainment. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.